Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center. Where you will hear from people who have stories that once seem hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful, they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Hey everyone, welcome back to Stories of Hope. My name is Sarah and I'm with Brady. Hey everybody. And today we have Hunter Pearson, who is our maintenance and facilities guy, um, and he's going to tell a little bit about his story. Welcome, Hunter. Thanks for having me. Excited about it. It's going to be fun. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. So first of all, tell us a little bit about how you got plugged into the Dream Center, kind of what your role is. What do you do here? Yeah. So um, I have lived in this area my whole life, so I've heard about the Dream Center, but I didn't really know much about it. our church is somewhat involved here, and they had done some volunteer days, so I was familiar with the term, the Dream Center, and a little right. bit about what they did. Um, and I served with the baptism team there, and I started to notice, like, 80% of the people we were baptizing, their story was, oh, I've been through the program at the Dream Center, wow. and I met the Lord, now I got to, and I'm like, okay, what in the world is this Dream Center place? So I started doing a little more digging, um, and uh, I knew... Scott Bostick, who's a friend of mine, worked here, so mm-hmm. started asking him some questions about the Dream Center and things of that nature just when I would see him, and then he actually called me. Um, I used to run a landscaping business, and he's like, hey, man, we need somebody to cut our grass for, like, two more times this year, uh, and then it'll be dead, it'll be winter, like, can you just do it twice? And I'm like, sure, man, whatever. So I come one time, and I cut the grass, and um, checking this place out. That was the first time I'd actually been here, I think. And, uh, you know, looking around, I'm like, what, what is this place? Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like a school, but there's a village of tiny homes and all these smiling people, you know. <laughs> um, so the next time I came to cut the grass, Scott's actually here, and he's like, let me just show you around for a minute. So he takes me around on the little golf cart and gives me the full tour and, you know, telling me about this and telling me about that, and I'm just kind of blown away. Um, and then kind of towards the end of the conversation, he's like, you know, what do you do in the wintertime? Because obviously I'm here cutting the grass for the last time and it's about to die. And he's right. like, and I'm like, well, you know, I go fishing a lot, do a lot of laundry, uh, catch up on time at home, these kind of things. He's like, that's funny. Would you consider coming here to help out? Like, I've got all this work to do and, you know, I think you'd be a good fit and, you know, just, just try it. Would you think about it? Would you consider it? And I'm like... I don't know, Scott. Like, it sounds like you're roping me in on something <laughs> right, here. Right. But um, so that one thing kind of led to another. Um, and, you know, I had been landscaping for myself for seven years at the time. Um, I was on staff at a church before that. Um, before that, I was landscaping. So it was kind of like I went back right. to the the beforehand thing. Um, but I think the Lord was was using those times to teach me that ministry's everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. as a a young kid, I felt a calling on my life to be in ministry. And uh, I just thought that meant, oh, I got a pastor of church, you know, and right. threw some time on staff at the church. And the Lord ultimately calling me off staff at a church back into what I used to do um, was a time of discovery of like, hey, ministry is everywhere. Right. Um, and, you know, th- I, so kind of ran my own business for a while, but have recently uh, had our first child. Mm. It was coming real soon at the time. Um, and I was starting to realize, like, hey, this life of small business owners maybe not what I want to live and be a dad and a husband right. and these sort of things. So really the Lord kind of orchestrated it all uh, in bringing me here, and um, I actually came on staff here while still owning the business and doing things and okay. just really stepping out in faith, like, hey, God, if this is you, 
uh, I'm here and I'm, I'm exploring it, but if it's not you, like you're just going to have to get me fired. So uh, <laughs> my first few right. weeks of, of uh, coming to work here, um, you know, I'm still kind of running my business in the background, coming to work here every day and just really seeking the Lord of like, hey, if this is what you have for me, then I'm, then I'm in, but you have to take care of it. At the same time, I'm learning so much more about the Dream Center that I did not know. Right. This place is kind of like an onion. There's a lot of layers. A lot of layers. Shrek would say, or I think yeah. that was Donkey yeah. that said that actually, but... Um, so, you know, I'm finding out about the opportunity villages, the transitional villages, JC cares and ripple of one, all these other yeah, things that, yeah. um, we, you know, get to serve alongside of, um, the Santa shop. Right. I've never heard of the Santa shop. And that is just a huge part of what we Crazy. do. Um, so when I came to work here in December, that was in the middle of all that, and yeah. you know, was a big shock, but another great way the dream center is impacting families. But it was like, I came here with a little picture. And then when I got here, the Lord's like. There's so much more to this than you even yeah, know. So true. I just slowly started to deeply fall in love with this place yeah. and the people. And um, the Lord ultimately worked it out to where, um, you know, I was able to step away from my business. And I'm here all the time now. And yeah. I love yeah. it. It's amazing. Well, we it's, love and appreciate having you here so much. E- it's even funny that you say the whole layers thing. Because even with being here for multiple Santa shop seasons now, I was like fully in to Santa shop this year with classes and everything. And just that alone, we got done, and I looked at Miss Joni one day, and I was like, I have no idea how we're alive. Yeah. Like, I have, what just <laughs> happened? This was crazy. It's a huge production. So even learning about it, being a part of it, I still at the end was like, okay, I have nothing left in my tank. This was crazy. So it's just, it just goes to show all kind of all the way around. Yeah. So. so tell us a little bit about your story, kind of like your life growing up, when you met Jesus, kind of like how you got here. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, I grew up in the area in Powdersville. Um, you know, back then Powdersville was just a dot on the map. I think we had, uh, when I was born, we had two red lights maybe at the most. There was no McDonald's and all that. You see, there was a Burger King out by the interstate Mm -hmm. and 153 was a two lane road. Like it was not what it is today. So you would come to Easley or Greenville if you had to go anywhere, if you didn't want to eat at the two restaurants we had in Powdersville. So we would eat at Joe's Ice Cream Parlor a lot, which is right up the road from the Dream Center for those that, that don't know about it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so grew up, went to Wren, um, Powdersville Concrete, Powdersville Elementary Schools. There was no Powdersville High School then. Everybody just met at Wren and went to right. Wren together. So um, went to about every church in town at one point or another. Um, we My family went to Mount Pisgah. Um, when I was a young kid until probably like my early teenage years. And then we, we tried some other churches out for yeah. a while. Uh, I got saved at an early age, I'd say seven years old, I think, mm-hmm. um, and baptized and just always, you know, felt a, like a, a huge calling from the Lord of my life. But probably from about 10, I would say when we quit going to church regularly or at the same place to mm-hmm. 16, I just decided I was going to do my own thing, um, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> outside of the Lord. So that came with a lot of things that just, you know, uh, kind of led me, I guess, to question my salvation. I just didn't really, I didn't have anybody teaching me, pouring into me. I wasn't reading my Bible. Right. Um, you know, I was doing, um, you know, anything and everything I wanted. But kind of at the end of the road, just left me feeling empty, um, hopeless, and just like, hey, I had my shot with God when I was a little kid. But now I've just done all this, and that's messed that up. Um, I think I was about 16 years old when somebody invited me to uh, our church that I go to now for the first time. And uh, the preacher that day was just 
preaching about the true gospel. And then once you're saved, you're always saved. And no matter what you do, like you can't lose that. Right. And, um, you know, and he was talking about repentance and things of that nature. And uh, I remember, like, this was the first time I'd ever heard that side of Jesus and right. the gospel. And I was like, really? So God could still want to have something to do with me after X, Y, and Z, everything I've done in the, in the middle? And I, and I prayed that day. It was June 20th, 2008. And I was like, Lord, if that's true, like if you can still do something with my life, then do it. And from there on out, it's just been a roller coaster of walking with the Lord. Um, Just got back into church regularly, wound up joining that church and started serving there and just growing in my walk with the Lord, Um, just diving into my Bible. Um, Just, you know, it was just kind of like I knew God was out there. I knew he was good, but I I just didn't think he was for me anymore. But when I found out he could be and there was a sliver of a chance, I dove all in. And, man, did he meet me there and just, just pour out his grace and love on me. So this was like my 16, 17 year old, 18 year old life. Um, and kind of just didn't know what I wanted out of the world. Right. Knew that, uh, just kind of had like a entrepreneurial mindset, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely felt like a calling of ministry on my life and decided to go to college. Cause you know, that's what everybody does. And go to college. You'll figure it out there with a pilot debt and things. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. So uh. I, I went to Tri-County Tech for a year Okay. Then I went to Clemson for a year, hey. and then I decided I wasn't going back um, because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And uh, at the time, I was doing landscaping for myself and thought that's what I'd do forever. So I was like, hey, I don't need to sit here for two more years and let y'all right. uh, charge me and tell me what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So I quit school and uh, went into the work world, did that for, I don't know, three, four years um, before, like... Like I said, I always had that calling like for ministry. And I was like, okay, if I don't explore this now, I'm going to be an old man and looking back on what could have been and this sort of thing. So I signed up to intern um, with my church at the time with their youth ministry and uh, did that for six, eight months, I think, um, before stepping on staff with the church um, with their construction side of things, which was kind of Mm -hmm. a struggle for me when they approached me with it. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do ministry. And they're like, no, no, this is ministry. And I prayed about it for a little while and uh, just felt like the Lord telling me, hey, like these are the things I've gifted you with. This is what I've been teaching you to do your whole life. Why would you not come do it for me? Right. I'm like, all right, God, you win. Uh, yeah. So step on staff at the church. I uh, was there for two years, loved it. I mean, goodness, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Uh, church was growing at the time, just a really fun place to work and be. Uh, I was a young single guy. I mean, it was just a great great experience but uh after almost two years of being on staff i went on a mission trip to um england to work on another church that our church was kind of partnered with and i went on on this trip just kind of like you know with the mindset of okay god i'm unplugging from my normal day-to-day life i'm going over here and i'm just gonna focus on you for i'm gonna be here for nine days like i just want to hear from you lord like give me a next step right and I thought it may be, oh, you know, start another fuse group because my fuse group at the time had just graduated yeah. high school. Or you should join a home group. These are the kind of next steps I'm expecting the Lord to lay on my heart. Um, during the night of worship there, um, the Lord laid on my heart that my next step was to step off staff at the church. And I was like, okay, God, <laughs> right, right, I don't right. understand. Yeah, You know, at first I'm like, that's from the devil. Yeah. Um, so... I'm I'm sitting in this service, and I'm not hearing a thing the guy's preaching about. I'm just wrestling this down with the Lord. And I remember praying, and they say, you know, don't ask God for a sign. Well, I'm like, God, I need a sign. Like, if the, you know, you brought me this far in life by leading me, and, and you haven't let me down yet, but 
uh, Dad, this time I need a sign. And yeah. I'm praying and yeah. I'm asking. I'm like, God, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. But I need a sign. At this time, the guy preaching the service stops. I'm in the back of the room, like right-hand corner. And he says, you, come down here. In the middle of his sermon. Wow. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, starting to shake, getting a little yeah, anxious, scary. nervous, worried, um, this sort of thing. Come down front, and he's like, hey, Holy Spirit told me to stop what I was doing and speak some things into your life. He's well, he's leading you through some transition geez. and change, and you need to trust him, and we're going to pray for you. And I'm like, yes, sir. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know what to do. What do you do? Asking yeah. you shall receive. Exactly. <laughs> right. So they pray over me, um, you know, lay some hands on me, this kind of stuff. I come back to America, quit my job at the church, um, not knowing what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, walk through that season and decided I was going back into landscaping and going to use that as a ministry at the time for our church's college students where they could just work alongside of us. I could pour into them, kind of teach these boys how to be men, hopefully, you know, right. that sort of thing. It worked on a few. Didn't work on some, but it was yeah. a great season. Yeah. I always pictured it just me, um, you know, one or two helpers, and here we go. Uh, but God had other plans. The business was blessed and grew like crazy. Um, by the time I left the industry um you know we had 15 to 20 employees at any given time and things of that nature but um you know the lord just walked through all of that with me in that season i met my wife um who attended a different church you know part of me looks back at that and thinks okay maybe that's why the lord had to bring me away from my church because i wouldn't have dated her because she went to a different church you know (laughs) but anyway fell in love with her met her on farmersonly.com and uh, no, that's not true. Oh, not I was like, about to say, stop. I you love had me for that. a second. I was <laughs> like, okay, great. All. We tell everybody that, but that's not true. <laughs> that's awesome. You mentioned, uh, some, or some of your story, all I keep thinking about is like the sovereignty of God of obviously walking with him for so much of life, but not sure if it was for for you and then realizing at one point like, oh, I can come back even if I've looked away. And, Amen. And I really do think that there, especially today, there's so many people that are in that place of, like, I think this whole Jesus thing is real, but I'm not really sure if it's for me. And then there's that fear of, but if I don't come back, then what's the chance he's going to accept me? Yeah. And for so it's always in my head. I wrestled with, like, people would ask, oh, when did you get saved? And I would tell them June 28th, June 20th, 2008. Right. When I got saved as a kid. I didn't really understand what happened on that yeah. day because, uh, but through some teaching and discipling, I yeah. realized I got saved. I did get saved yeah. when I was seven. However, I just, you know, didn't conversate or walk with the Lord in that gap yeah. time. All I did on June 20th, 2008 was repent and yeah. ask for forgiveness. And bam, the Lord was back just like this. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just, I think, and even now, I got to do that every day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, cross. God. Yeah. That was not of you. That was yeah. me. Forgive me. And, That's and awesome. he does. That's awesome. So what did it look like? Um, I guess not what it'll look like, but were were there any moments through this process to where you were like, uh, I don't know if I can even really jump into this, or were there any moments of like, you know, the stories of hope, the podcast were trying to inspire people based on your story. So are there any moments through that in ministry, out of ministry, in ministry, out of ministry time that you were just like, okay, dude, like this is crazy. I don't know if I can keep doing this up and down roller coaster thing. Yeah. Were there any low moments like that? Oh yeah. In there uh, more of those than the <laughs> other, I would say, Yeah. you know, and it's, it's really just a journey of like just learning to trust the Lord and leaning into his word. And, you know, he says that he works all things for good for those who, who love him. And you, you really have to just take that at face value and hold on to it. Cause if you start doubting it, then, then yourself and, 
the enemy's voice can can lead you astray. But one example specifically, um, while I was interning at the church, um, I was on my way home one night from our uh, youth service, and um, you know, kind of all through this time, like I keep saying, the Lord lead, led me to do this, and the Lord led me to do that. And some people ask, "Well, what are you talking about?" Well. When I got saved, I really didn't have anybody like discipling me or pouring into me, but I just started reading my Bible and reading about the Holy Spirit and just really took him for for what he said he was and, you know, really put a lot of value into, like, him leading me into life in every step and every way. And every morning I would pray, like, Lord, guide my steps, lead me today through everything, every conversation, every little thing. Well, that night specifically, I'm on the way home, and I needed gas. Well, I was like, you know what? I'll get gas in the morning. It's late, tired, whatever. Uh, but we had to be back super early the next mornings. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get off the interstate at the next early, get gas. Stop, get gas, fill up my truck. I leave, and I have to go a different route to get home now. Well, maybe two miles from the gas station, I see a uh, a moped coming down the hill in the opposite direction, and there's a car like following it really closely. And So I'm kind of slowing down like something's not right here. As we're passing the moped, Literally just turns in front of my truck, head on, bam, smash. Um, I'm not going very fast at this point because I knew something wasn't right. So I jump out and, you know, try to help the guy. And it, it was just too far gone. The, the man wound up passing away um, right there. And in that instant, like I'm holding this guy in my hands as he's leaving this earth. And, you know, the core of me is going like, what in the world happened? And the Lord met me in that moment and, and spoke back to me and said, do you not pray every morning for me to lead you into the everything? And I'm like, yes, Lord. And he's like, don't think for a second I didn't lead you right into this. And I'm like, wow. Ooh, peace came. A lot of things. But, um, you know, I say all that to say this. Like, at that point is when I realized, okay, this is out of my control. Like, you know, God didn't lead me to this for, for what reason. I may never know on this side of eternity, but if I got to trust him that that was meant to be, and I'm going to trust him that everything's meant to be, whether it seems good in the moment or seems bad in the moment. Like, he's working behind the scenes. Like, his ways are not our ways, and and that's kind of just the approach I take now. And, whew, it leads to a lot less stress when you just trust him. You know, it's not easy to do. It's easy to say, but, yeah. Got me in tears over here. <laughs> My eyes are watering a little bit. Wow. So... With everything that you've learned and everything that you've gone through of like just having such an open-handed relationship with the Lord and being so transparent to be used, um, how does it feel now to be kind of having that mix of both worlds of being able to do like your hands-on and like kind of work while also doing ministry? Like how does that sweet spot feel for you right now? Goodness, it, it is really good. And that's one of the things I love so much about being here at the Dream Center, and just because I get to do both, you know, um, my job is to fix things. Uh, if I can't figure out how to fix it, you know, first I check YouTube, and then, you know, I have to call a professional <laughs> right. um, to come and fix it. But the people I get to meet along the way, um, goodness, that's what just keeps fueling the fire for me. Uh, I think about an example, for instance, two weeks ago, we were prepping to do some sod in the transitional village area. And it's uh, Thursday at like 4.30, and I've got all these rocks to rake up. And we had an event here on Friday, so I wasn't going to be able to do it then, and it was supposed to rain. So I'm like, I'm never getting this done. You know, I'm out here just kind of like feeling sad for myself a little bit, raking <laughs> these rocks, like, how am I going to get this done? And I hear somebody say, hey, you need some help? And I look up, and uh, it's this guy named Corey 
who volunteers with us sometimes. He helps out at Shine like a couple nights a week too. But he's kind of like I guess what I would picture Jesus to look like in my head. He's about six six, long hair, just uh, you know, just awesome guy. But he's just yeah. like, you need some help, and I'm like. Yeah, actually, I do. And in that moment, like, it was just like refreshment of like, it seems like a lot of what we do here on paper looks impossible, but every time, like, the Lord provides a way. And just, you know, just in that little instance, I'm down there about to just give up, and here comes Corey pulling up in the Nissan, ready to help, you know? And a lot of the projects we we do here, sometimes it's like, oh, my goodness, this is going to cost a lot of money. How are we going to do this, you know? And the next day, we'll get a phone call. Hey, so-and-so sent a check for blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and do what you were going to do. And it's like. God is in this thing. He's in this place. He's intertwined in all these stories, and that's, I mean, awesome. That's amazing. I see so much in your story of, like, the Lord being so intentional, but also being such a good provider. Mm -hmm. And I see that through your whole story and how, and even, like, working here, I feel like that's like seems like a common theme of providing and also being very intentional to what you need in that moment, which I think is kind of cool. Definitely. Even off of that, like just the volunteer team that y'all have been able to build the last few months, like with Mark and with Dick and all these guys that are like here all the time that are just like all about this mission, the mission that we are trying to accomplish here. And I mean, I'm sure Scott will testify to it as well, but like six months ago, we didn't have this crazy, like strong team to where the, everybody's like, oh, facilities, very fun. Let me jump in and be here all the time, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and now you've got these guys that have rebuilt the workroom and are helping you build houses in the village. and Yeah, what a blessing they've been. That's man. what I tell people all the time. I'm like, man, if y'all showed up two weeks before I did, they wouldn't have needed me. Right. They wouldn't have to hire me. <laughs> and they do so much for us, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, what's been one of the biggest things that you've, like, experienced since being here that, you know, you can you can look at and just are truly in awe of just, like, what's actually happened? Has there been anything big like that so far? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best example it's good there's multiple yeah multiple (laughs) examples i think one of the things i just realized like in the last week about what we get to do that i think is important um is you know we have these classes here all week long uh that i guess you organize and and help make happen um and different people people from all walks of life come to these classes um and but in particular there's a group of people that come from a homeless shelter in town that get to come take the classes and that sort of thing and but like seeing these folks get off the bus knowing their situation in life, but they're excited to be here. They're, they've got a smile on their face. They're, they're chipper. They're ready to come to pickleball class and all these yeah, other sorts pickle of ball. things. Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it blesses my heart that, um, you know, that we get to, you know, through the Lord's hands, yeah. provide that for them. Like, Hey, this is a place you can come and you're not homeless anymore. You're, you're just another person and yeah. be a part of what we're doing. And I know that. So, you know, so's hope in their lives and these sort of things just in a, through pickleball i mean who would have thought you know so it's just there's so many different avenues like for the lord to work in people's lives here that it's hard to keep up with them all but it's just amazing to see how he's doing it through all these different avenues too and i'm sure you can speak to it too with the village but so many times in this kind of work and working in nonprofit and ministry people on the outside will be like oh you're getting to bless all these people coming into your ministry to get help when at the end of the day like you just said it really is more of like it's what keeps us that are like organizing these things and trying to provide some kind of hope for these clients. Like they're the ones giving us the the push to keep going. Even though the village can sometimes be a little more intense just with them being here on campus all day, it really is just so much of like they're giving us more than we're giving them Absolutely. pretty much every day. Yeah, we're which is awesome. On the opposite end. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. 
I think one of my favorite things about you is your love for our particular kid here. He does have some mental challenges mm-hmm. and a little bit, of, he needs a little extra help. But that day watching you fix the door and he was so engaged on you yeah. and was so excited to be around you. And it, you get asking for you, like, Hunter, 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 and ask for you all the time. And like watching you do your job, which was just fixing a door, but doing ministry of loving this little four-year-old boy who is like, looks up to you as if you were like yeah. the king of everything for him. You know, it's like really cool to like see you build that relationship and then go to his birthday party. Yeah, You went to his birthday <laughs> party, was awesome. which was so, that was so <laughs> sweet. So it's like really cool. Like that was like the most tangible way I can see you doing both sides of your ministry which is serving this property in the building but serving a little a little boy you know yeah. which i thought was really cool he's awesome love that dude yeah he's great he's great um well as we get ready to kind of wrap today up and finish this thing um what's what's the thing that you're looking at right now praying for hoping for like what's the is there something in life that you're like really excited about obviously you mentioned you just had a baby girl, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. But is there anything, whether here or in personal life, that you're kind of just like really excited about that could maybe encourage some people as well? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, having a kid changes everything, obviously, um, and fast. I mean, right. wow, it changed my life fast. Yeah. But she's just incredible. And it's, I guess, the biggest thing that I'm learning right now or it is teaching me is just showing me, it's relating how the Lord loves us so much to how I love her. Like she's done nothing to make me love her other than exist. And I'm just uberly in love with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then I have to think about, I'm like, that's how God is to us, you know? And that's what we get to do in this place is just share that love with other people. Like we can, we can't fabricate it. It's just, you know, the Bible tells us they'll, they'll know who are his by the, the fruit of their yes. love. And, that's literally what we get to get up and do every day here, and that just excites me. And I really think, like, this is just the beginning. Like, you know, what we do here is a lot. There's so many different folds in the onion we talked about, but mm-hmm. I think one day it's going to be a field of onions, you know. Like, there's just the Lord has so much more he wants to do here, and just so many lives are still being changed. And, uh, goodness, I mean, you could do a million podcasts on the lives this place has affected and never run out of stuff to talk about, but um, I think we're just getting started. Which is the goal. Hopefully we just keep Absolutely. getting more yeah. and more stories. Also, I'm for sure going to label your episode Field of Onions. Field of Onions. <laughs> <laughs> kind of really love that. <laughs> <laughs>